Hey, everybody, welcome to the Marathon Church Podcast. Wherever you may be listening, thank you so much for joining us. My name is Craig Henson. I'm your host, and uh, we've got a great uh, half hour planned for you today. And uh, let me just tell you, there's tons of great stuff going on at Marathon Church. So make sure you check out our website at marathonchurch.org. And please download our app. It's the best way to keep up with everything going on here at Marathon. You can find it at the App Store or Google Play. And hey, y'all, I'm joined today by Greenville Campus Pastor Reggie Smith. Woo-hoo! What's up, Reggie? Yeah, man, excited to be here. And Worship Pastor Spencer Zook, you guys doing good? Yeah, doing good, man, doing good, doing good. How That's, you doing? I'm doing great, man. Heck it's, yeah. When it's podcast time, I'm always doing great. I love this stuff. You guys know that. And uh, yeah, we're just, we're having a good time. Uh, trying to move the kingdom here in uh, the upstate of South Carolina. Oh, yeah. It's good stuff, man. Excited to be here today. It is. Hey, so guys, uh, Eddie, Pastor Eddie Cox started a new series on Sunday called Undistracted. And uh, it's taken from Bob Goff's book by uh, that same title, Undistracted. And he started by talking about attitude. And he's trying to uh, lead us to a place where we can remove the distractions in our lives so that we can live with joy and discover our purpose and live in our purpose. And uh, man, whenever you talk about attitude, that always hits me right in the heart. Like I told you guys before we <laughs> went on the air, like I wish sometimes you could buy one. Hey, can I buy a better attitude somewhere? Because <laughs> sometimes my attitude's not great. Yeah, that's so good, man. So good. You, Craig is known for having kind of two personalities. Alter too. ego. So you got, yeah. You got Greg. We <laughs> no. call him Greg yes. with a G, G R E G, and then you got Craig. And uh, Greg is has a major attitude issue. So. <laughs> he does. No, no, he does. I, I like both of them. <laughs> I like Greg just as well. Sometimes no, you need a Greg kidding, in your man. life. Yeah, you do. It's it's needed. Yeah, right? it, it's uh unfortunate. It's unfortunate sometimes though when Greg uh, rears his head. But um, yeah, he he can bring a little bit of attitude with him. <laughs> I I think even more than that, it's just a a bluntness. You know, he just yeah, he's just a little. You know, sharp-edged, I guess you could say. But, I, hey, I do struggle with my attitude sometimes. And most of the time, it affects me way more than it affects anybody else. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that we all can relate to is, Absolutely. is attitude issues, man. And um, we all need an attitude check every once in a while. You know what I'm saying, Rich? Absolutely. I mean, just getting up in the morning, you know, first thing, what what is your mind start thinking about? What kind of distractions are there that would cause us to have a bad attitude and then sometimes you can get through you know you get through an hour or two hours and go man something's different about this day and you're like oh man i didn't i didn't spend that time with god i needed to to get the attitude where it needs to be at the very beginning because it's many times it's like what you start out with is what you end out end up with at the end of the day yeah Mm -hmm. so um getting it right with god at the very beginning is a big deal yeah you know when i i was raising uh when Amy and I were raising our two sons, um, that was one of the our euphemisms for discipline was an attitude adjustment. And I think a lot of times the Holy Spirit's trying to give me an attitude adjustment. Um, I guess the question is whether or not I'm going to be listening and pay attention. And Eddie pointed out Sunday that so much of life is about attitude. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I find that you know almost every day like. It really comes down to the attitude that I bring to the situation. I can pretty much face anything if I come with the right attitude. Yes, yes. You know, I was thinking the other day, especially when I heard Eddie speaking, um, but I was thinking about this this week, how when we had gone to get something to eat and things didn't 
turn out with my meal exactly what I wanted. Yeah, um, yeah it was disgusting. And and <laughs> you know, and I, I'm not. I mean, I'm not. I wasn't mad. It was just like the the chicken wasn't completely done, and that that could have caused somebody to be sick. For, yeah. So then I went to go see the lady at the front and just let her know I'm 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 good. I'm done. And and I think she must maybe she has a lot of people to get mad at her. And I wasn't mad. I just said I'm I I just prefer not to eat, you know, anything else. And she was looking like she was sort of cowering and how can I help you? What can I do? I said, "No, it's fine. Everything's good." But I thought, you know, uh, even afterwards, later on that day, I started thinking, who was around? And I had to check myself again. Was I okay with how I had acted? And thank God mm-hmm. I was. But, um, you know, we just have to be careful because those distractions are there. There's always something that's trying to to, to mess with us, and people are watching. Um, so how are we acting? What kind of things are coming out of our mouth? What kind of things are, are we portraying with that attitude? Yeah, it was a super interesting dynamic because you were super kind, mm-hmm. but you could tell that she was just waiting to get blasted. And and I we can only assume that she gets blasted all the time. But it was interesting to see your attitude and her attitude. It was interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I'll say, Reggie, that's one of my, my favorite things about you. You always got a, a positive attitude. You're always super encouraging and you're always coming in. If I see you in the morning, you're jacked up on some coffee. You're like, let's go, man. Yeah. Talk about starting the day off on the right foot. I'm like, well, thank you. man, if I could if I could just have coffee with Reggie every morning, I think that would be a good start might, to my day. She might think a little bit different, you know. <laughs> but, you know, but, I do enjoy, I do love life, and I do want to have fun. And, and I always joke about coffee as well, you know, and a lot of Jesus. But I'm just so thankful yeah, um, we got a lot to be thankful and, for, don't we? And in your situation, where, where it's a food thing or it's something that somebody does, and we react as Christians, we react with an attitude, and we come out firing at people. Like, how many times has that turned people away from church or turned people away from Jesus? And mm-hmm. we always have to remember that our attitude reflects, you know, our hearts and what's inside of us. So. Yeah, it's dangerous wearing uh, that marathon T-shirt or having that marathon sticker on your car. You've got to. Even mm. watch yourself at all times, right? Eddie pointed out, too, that the problem is that our attitudes determine our behavior. And what I took from that is that whatever is inside of me is going to come out. Um, Rick Warren used to say that all the time. He says, hey, people are like are like toothpaste tubes. And when they get squeezed, you're going to find out really what's inside. Mm. And uh, I feel like that's a lot of times I get squeezed and my real attitude comes out. And a lot of times it's not good. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I like that. Well, you know, just just being, just doing life as a husband, and and wanting to take care of your family, and having kids, Spencer, you know. Oh yeah. And yeah. just um, the distractions. Sometimes I was thinking on the way here this morning. Sometimes the distractions that Satan tries to throw your way through the everyday normal events of how. He wants to mess with you and see if he can get that attitude again. Mm-hmm. And then coming back, coming under the authority of God and saying, God, I, I just help, help me out. You know, I, that's that's one of the things. And, and I've talked a lot about, but it's to say, God, please help me. The attitude of God, I need your help. I need your help in this situation today. I need your help. The things coming up. I mean, even before this morning, uh, my wife, she had the, the stomach bug yesterday. Mm. And this morning, she's much better. Praise God. Very thankful. Um but even to this morning, as we we don't get a chance to do that often in the morning, but we got to pray for our came, and I'm like, man, I just that's just amazing how 
what a difference it makes when you're on the same team, you're working together, and those attitudes are are getting adjusted by him. Yeah, Eddie took us to Matthew 22, where Jesus says, you know, uh, love, you know, that we're to love the Lord our God with everything that we have, and he said that really has to be the basis for our attitude, um, and and we know that in our head, but allowing that to filter into our heart on a you know moment by moment, day to day basis, is, is probably easier said than done. Absolutely, man. That's. It's something you have to constantly remind yourself. Um, we get distracted by trying to do so many other things, like this message was about this and that. We forget that the love, the love of God, the love for Jesus, is is the root of all of that. And if that's yeah. not in place, like Reggie said, if you're not, you know, spending intentional time with Him, starting your day off, or, or at some point yeah. during your day, like everything else is probably going to fall apart. You know, but. Yeah, and Eddie gave us that cool analogy of, like, we have to decide what we're going to hang our hat on, and he and he basically said, you you have to hang your hat on that, yeah. on loving God and loving people. And that's yeah. great. That's a great deal. Is is what um, what are you hanging your hat on? I was yeah. thinking about that from for even from my life. I was checking again. You know, what am I hanging my hat on? What's what's important to me? And he talked about at the very beginning how people they've lost their life. It's like what what like I need they're basically saying I need help. Where am I at? Kind of thing at the very beginning, that, that beginning statement. Yeah, he said, I want my life back. He said that that that's what we've all been saying, like since the pandemic started, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was thinking about my own life. What what kind of things would I like to see different? Would I like to play more golf? Well, Eddie's actually been teaching me. Um and I, I'm trying to actually begin to play golf again. It's been many years. Um and so I, to have time to be able to do that. You know, one of the things he and I've talked about a lot is is making time uh, to have fun. I think for yeah. my life, I love doing so many things and staying busy at work and taking care of family and all those things. But but he said you got to make sure you got a day for yourself. You got to make sure you got time to have fun. And I thought last night, family and fun. And I was trying to come up with another F word. It came factory for work. You know? Yeah. I don't know if you remember, uh, like my grandparents, my parents, they. They seemed like they always had so much going on, but they had time for other people. Right. It's like they were always laughing. They, they were they were enjoying life, you know? I don't know if you remember, but grandparents were the greatest generation, right? Yeah. And I remember they would invite people over on Sunday afternoons after um, church, after lunch, and people would come over, and they'd be laughing in the living room, just having a great time. But yet they had factory, they had family, they had fun, and they even had time to throw a garden in there. Then I'm like, how did they do the things they did? But they still were undistracted with their relationship with God and with other people. Yeah, that's that's a great point because I, I, it caused me to think about my grandparents. You know, little town in West Texas, Sweetwater, Texas, twelve thousand people, mm-hmm. but they're you know they're working but immensely involved in their church. But you know, two or three nights a week, they're playing dominoes with their friends. Mm-hmm. It's it's like, and I know I know the cultures changed. You know, there were. Mm-hmm. There were no phones back then. Right. There were no iPhones. There were no, none of none of those distractions right. were there. I mean, TV was there, but for them, part of the fun was being around people and, and playing dominoes. And I, I mean, hey, I'm I'm an introvert. I kind of have to work at being around people. I always have fun when I am, right. but I kind of have to make that a priority. And that's for me, it's easy to get distracted from that. I mean, I feel extremely blessed because I think we have a lot of fun at work. Mm-hmm. You know, that's part of it. This is fun for me. 
Right. Even some of the tough things, you know, are fun for Greg. And <laughs> you know, it's uh, we see that. Yeah, it's. But that, that's a great point. The the fun factor is is big. You know, Eddie says about men especially that men need to play, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And absolutely. I think we forget. Don't you think, Spencer? I think sometimes we just forget there's so many things yeah. going on. We've got to make time because if we don't have, just like he said yesterday, he said, well, I was even thinking, I'll, I'll listen to the message again. I cheated. Um, but I was thinking about what he, he was just talking about. you got to have fun. Kids, uh, men or, or children, remember he said that? Yeah. they yes. got to have fun. And he exactly. even told the wives, he said, you got to make sure. And I was thinking the opposite is true. we got to make sure the wives have their fun time as well so that when we do that, we come back and we're better even for each for each other. Mm, yeah let me ask you this spencer kind of loaded question but like do you have is there more do you have any more fun during your week than when you're playing music on sunday is that like the best part of your week Mm. um usually yeah usually it is because not only is it just fun and a passion of mine to play guitar and uh sing and stuff like that but it's also that i'm getting to do it with people that i love you know um i've always said that our team is like a family like we're all close we all hang out outside of church and do life together so it's always whenever you're doing something that you love and then you surround yourself with people that you love it's just special you know um so yeah i've always felt like that fulfillment factor was fun Mm -hmm. those things that fill you up that give you joy that that is fun you know and i think that that's this addiction uh, to golf that we have around here (laughs) Is that's part of it too? It's so much yeah. fun, but it's that continual pursuit and that you hit that one, you know, solid shot and you're, you know, so those endorphins. Back. Can, yeah, yeah, exactly. You can hit and it, it all fifty-seven goes bad shots and then you hit one good one. You're like, all right, let's go. <laughs> exactly. When are we going next week? For sure. Well, the three club thing actually is it works. That's, yeah, it's that's helping great me stuff. too. That's great advice. Yeah, if you if you didn't listen to the message, go check it out on our podcast channel or YouTube. Um, on our YouTube channel, but Eddie talked about learning to play golf only using three clubs instead Mm -hmm. of 14. It was Mm -hmm. a great analogy, uh, especially for those of us that are golfers that, you know, could could really relate to that. So this book by by Bob Goff, uh, Undistracted, is is amazing. And one of this quote from him really hit home, and Eddie talked about it on Sunday. He said, I don't see the devil around every corner. He doesn't want to destroy you, that's a one and done, but he wants to distract you. Um, and I know, I know theologically there's a lot in there, mm-hmm. um, but I kind of agree with him. I, I feel like he doesn't need to destroy us because he's got us distracted. Yeah, but, I, I kind of see because the scripture says what that he's he come to, to s- steal, kill, and destroy. Exactly, yeah. Um, and so that's, I think the method that he does that is to distract us, you know? He doesn't have to just do it all like in one one sitting, you know. But he does it by distracting you. He knows if he takes you away from your purpose, mm-hmm. he's destroying yeah. you. He's keeping away from what God wants for you. So yeah, I was thinking I used to um, be a news junkie. Like I would watch hours a day, mm. and and it's depressing, and it was distracting me so much. I'd wake up in the morning, and I'd have to watch it first thing before I did anything else. Yeah, and then I. I slowly backed up and said, I can't do this. It's causing mm-hmm. every other, it's affecting the attitude. So the less that I've spent watching, the better I've been. 
in the morning i don't have to do it anymore i might get yeah. five ten minutes i'm good i just need to uh, give me some highlights and i'm i'm good because sometimes you know just things like that that's just that's just one area for me that i just kept it was too much too much negativity not going to do that and i think eddie even alluded to even good things right good things yes. can also too much can distract you from that too so even though like keeping up with the news is great mm-hmm. you know we got to stay informed we got to mm-hmm. stay up to date on all these things right. but um too much of it can just consume you and overwhelm you and make you worry and give you anxiety all these things mm-hmm. i think we see a lot of that in our culture of people being consumed by good things they're mm-hmm. not necessarily bad yeah. even social media is not necessarily bad all the time but i've found myself uh during this season kind of being overwhelmed sometimes and i'll take a break from instagram and facebook and just be like i for a couple of weeks i'm just gonna get off of it yeah. <laughs> and i'm not posting nothing i'm not even gonna gonna look at it because it's just it's overwhelming you know but yeah this so this analogy of golf is uh hangs all over us and i i think one of the things that we we do believe as people is that we need something to distract us and i think that's another appealing thing about the game of golf it is distracting but where does it cross over from where it's a distraction to where it distracts you. And mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things that, that I struggle with because, I mean, just being very frank, I think a lot about golf, <laughs> you know? Um, you know, and that's and, – and during football season, I think a lot about football. Absolutely. Um, and, and, again, the, I think the distractions are good as long as they remain healthy, right? Mm-hmm. Well, just like work works good, but you do – 70 80 hours a week that's that's not good you know mm-hmm. you do anything yeah. too much then it it becomes it's not healthy so there needs to be that balance uh, yeah everybody's threshold is different too with with things yeah, and you got to kind of find point. your own balance and mm-hmm. um see what fits you see what you're what you need to have you know whether it's something giving you joy like golf mm-hmm. and it's fun you know how much of that is healthy um and everybody's different uh Eddie brought out this point, too, that uh, one of the keys to being successful in this attitude thing is to be where your feet are. And and I took that to mean to be present, you know, with the people that are in front of you, with the, you know, the situations and circumstances that you're in, um, to be there. And, hey, again, I'll be honest, my wife will say to me sometimes, where are you right now? Because mm-hmm. I'm with her, but she knows, like, my mind is probably on something ministry related mm-hmm. and she's and she'll say that to me where are you right now and and i need that from her you know when if it's you know we're together on our day off or whatever yeah that's super good yeah like that's one thing i've always learned from from pastor eddie is is to be in the moment you know he teaches that all the time and just hanging out with him on the golf course and he's always talking about just stay stay in the moment stay here be where your feet are yeah in other words and um it's it's something that, especially in ministry, you have to you have to really live by that. Because if you look too far forward, and, you know, you're, we're always trying to think of and plan. You know, for me, it's the next Sunday. Like, what am yeah. I thinking about for next Sunday and the Sunday after and that Sunday and then the series coming up? What do, what do we have planned for that? But if I miss the Sunday that's in front of us right now, then you know, I miss all the people that are in the room and all the ministry that can happen that day. And um, it's just something that stuck yeah, with me. I point. think it's I think it's pretty cool. He also said that when you get distracted, 
then you'll detach. And that that really um, that one hit me in the heart. It, it just seemed like it it hit me a little bit different um, because for me that word detached, you know, is about separation. It's about um, a loss of fellowship, uh, a, a breaking of community, and that that really hit me hard. An isolation. Yeah, it's like an isolation. I was actually thinking, just since I've been with you guys, since we've since we've Marathon Greenville campus is, you know got started and and all, all the prep to get to that point man it's just been amazing hanging mm. out with you guys having people who who you know are really there for you and, and pray with you and care about what's going on and um because otherwise you can become isolated you can you can detach and not be present and not all those things so it's really important i'd say this to all the all the folks listening right now who who are we hanging out with who because we become who we hang out with right yeah, and um, we got to hang out with the right folks there as we're on this journey to move the kingdom. As Eddie always talks about moving the kingdom, so when you're around the right people and you have the encouragement, and you have the prayer, and you have the, you know, just that that um, camaraderie, uh, even to the point of of not only working together but playing together and enjoying life together. Then you know what we can we can we can be on this rocket ship with God, saying God, whatever, wherever. You want to do in my life? I'm so excited! It's just amazing what happens when you get the right people in your life. And you guys are part of that too. Thank you. Hey, it's our pleasure. We're glad to have you around, man. And I, I think everything you said is so true, Reggie. Uh, uh, I think a lot of times in my when I look back on my life, um, a lot of times I've surrounded myself with people who had bad attitudes, um, who were detached, um, and it it just it rubs off. It bleeds over, and you you know if you you just have you have to stay aware of that. Uh, I think all the time. He's uh, Bob Goff said that distractions only serve to detach us from the things we we really want to do, and the person we really want to mm. be. Mm. And again, that hit me. Okay, distractions will keep me from what I really need and want to do, but I can't be the person I want to be as well. Yeah, that's so good. I. For me, it's funny because um, actually recently, recently I found myself kind of golfing less. Um, there's sometimes, you know, there's a group that plays on Thursdays or whatnot, and I've intentionally not played um, because I felt like it was a distraction for me to do because um, I've been trying to take Thursdays and like write, um, set that aside for writing, you know, songs and stuff like that and, and do um write worship songs and stuff. And so that kind of recently has become a bit of a distraction where I'm like, man, I really want to do this and I want to write songs and I want to get this going and get this thing off the ground. And and I've had to be like, say no to golf, you know? So in some ways, golf has become the distraction for me from what the things I want to do and the person I want to be. So um, I've had to kind of look at that and evaluate and see what I really want to do. And, um, that's why I haven't golfed on Thursdays a whole lot. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. No, I, I get that, and and I, I I remember when you guys told me, yeah, we're, you know, we're going to be out on Thursdays for a little while. We're not we're not going to be playing golf. I'm like, man, that's commendable. Those those guys are way more spiritual than me. No, not that. <laughs> I still try to go on like a, a Friday or something like that. Yeah. I mean, I think for you guys in worship and media and production, um, 
to some extent your schedules aren't your own as much as ours. Like something always comes up, yeah. you know, something production related or media related, and you just got to deal with it. Yeah. And for you guys to carve out that time, though, um, to write and, and to hear from the Holy Spirit and, and put it to music is a cool thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited about it. I was thinking about um, how this has caused even me to look again and go, am I living life to the fullest? Mm. Jesus yeah. Jesus said he came that we can have life and have it mm. abundantly. Yeah. And I was like, am I living life to the fullest? Even last night, sitting on the back deck, the breeze is blowing, just me and God talking. Like, God, is there anything else? I think if we all looked and we all sat and we all talked to God and said, God, help me to look at my life. What am I missing or what needs to be in my life or what, what distractions are causing me to not do the work that you've called me to do? Yeah. Um, and, and do I, what am I not getting done? I mean, I don't, I don't know if you're like me. I was looking at the, I got a back shed that if you go inside, it looks like a, a hurricane hit it. And I'm like, I'm always going to get to that. Well, am I going to get to it? I, I want to, but I have had all the distractions, right? Or I want to do more yard work, but I've had the distractions. So I really thought, what's, I come back again, what's really important? And I think if we all ask the question, what's really important? For me, it is work. For me, it is family. And it's going to be more fun. And we're going to live that abundant life. And I, I, I get excited thinking about when we get to heaven and the people that, that have gone before us, that's going to be awesome. But it's also going to be awesome to see all the people we've taken with us. Because I want to take a train. I want to take a boatload, yeah. whatever we call it. I want to take a lot yeah. of people to heaven with us. Yeah, for sure. That's good. Um, Eddie said to get your life back, you have to take off some hats. Um. I really, I really did some soul searching on that. Like, what, what are the things that are in my life right now that I've got to remove so that my attitude will stay where it is, and and where I can, you know, accomplish what I need to accomplish. Uh, take take care of the things I need to take care of. Prioritize those things. Um, and I, I mean, I think you mentioned mentioned social media. Mm-hmm. I. Uh, I listened to another message this week, and the guy was just talking about what social media has done to us and how we even tried, you know, a lot of us, you know, we try to find value there. And he said, you scroll, and then if it's not, you know, really doing for you what you wanted to do, you refresh. Yeah. You know, and I, that just, that hit me uh, because I, I can I can get on the phone way too much and do that social media thing. I need to do better at taking that hat off for sure. Hmm. Yeah, that's there's a lot of hats if you really start evaluating your life. Um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm looking at it this week too. After the message, I'm like, what are, what are the hats mm-hmm. that I have, and and what needs to kind of be put aside at least for a little bit? You know, I, I don't think you have to necessarily throw a hat away and put it in the dumpster. Some of them maybe, but mm-hmm. I think some of them you just need to take off the hook and just set it aside for a little bit, put it in storage, and maybe there's another time in life where you can pull that hat out you know whatever it is but um yeah just looking at trying to evaluate i'm uh i think there's i think everybody every single person listening has something that has a hat that they could put aside and clear out some space and uh you know clear some room for for jesus in their life yeah i got in my car this morning and i saw a rack full of hats in my garage and i'm like why do i still have these hats (laughs) like i don't ever wear them anymore like they're all sweated up and nasty and like I, I don't know why I have them. Yeah, like I've got this like circle hook thing, like metal hooks yeah. on it that hangs in our closet, 
and it's full of hats right now. And, and when I get home and I put the hat on that I was wearing that day, if I was wearing a hat, like I have to clear space because there's so many hats on there. There's not even enough hooks. So some of them are like hanging on the same hook. Yeah. <laughs> I got three That's hats me. on one That's hook. Me. I'm like, I got to go through these. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, it's like we think we have to have, have those things and we can't get rid of them. But it actually feels good when we start even even our clothes. We, we yeah. go through and go, mm-hmm. no, nah, I hadn't worn that in a year. It probably needs to go. Hadn't worn that hat in a year. It probably needs to go. You know, and I did. Yeah. I was doing that the other day. Just and I was like, then gave it to a friend. I was like, that felt really good. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. That purging, it it feels good when you can get your head and emotions around it and do it right. Mm-hmm. Um, Eddie finished up by talking about Jesus and how centered he was and how focused he was. And he showed us John four thirty four. It's recorded that Jesus said, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and finish the work. He was completely focused on the will of the Father. And and I think we would say that that's us and that's what we want to. Um, but I, th- I think if we could just get centered on the same thing that Jesus is centered on, uh, our attitudes would improve dramatically. I was just thinking, what was Jesus centered on? He's centered on loving God and loving people, right? Yeah. And he, that, and he was about the Father's business. Yeah. Eddie used to say when he, we were in the singles, he was like, what is Jesus' business? His business was people. Yeah, for sure. You know, and I, I like that. That's what Marathon's about. We're about people. We're about lost people. We're about people who who are far from God, who don't even have a clue. And then, you know, they get to come and, and they realize, hey, there's somebody that really cares about me somebody that these people they're not all weird they they actually there's something there that i need and then they come back again and they come back again and for, for that may be you that may be some of those that are listening today you are the one that came and and uh yeah it's my prayer that we'll we'll be all about people yeah we talk about that in life track right that we're in the people business uh that's that's what this is all about uh we're trying to help you know the skeptic um, the person who's deconstructing, the person who has, you know, decommitted from the church or divorced themselves from the church, mm-hmm. we want to help them find their way back to Jesus. It's it's all about those people, and I th- I think if if you talk about the attitude of the three of us and the other people on staff here at Marathon and and all of our volunteers and all of our committed people, that that is what we're all about: loving loving God and loving people. And see if we can if we can move some people closer to Jesus. If we can help inspire them to follow Jesus, that's what we're all about. Yeah, that's good. Any other thoughts about this attitude thing, guys? Before we close up shop today, I just had this thought while ago. I think one of the one of the main one of the big attitudes Jesus talked about was forgiveness. You know, I know that yeah. we've all been hurt, right? And and there are probably a lot of people listening today that you've been hurt, somebody because you know we hear people. They've hurt with church before, or somebody said something at work, or there's a family member. And I thought how huge it is if we could look past the hurt and say, God, just fill me up to a point that I can forgive like I'm supposed to and love those people. I remember way back there was a guy who had a testimony of of he had not spoke to his mom in like 15 years. Hmm. And Eddie was speaking and talking about forgiveness and having that attitude that God wants us to have. And he went and had that conversation with his mom. After 15 years. Wow. And then got to share a testimony about that. And I, I was doing yard work the other day thinking about it, thinking, you know, at, that attitude of forgiveness, Jesus forgave us. Even 
when we had no clue who he was, right? He yeah. still forgave us and loved us, even when we're unlovable. He still goes beyond and says, you know what? That's that's my kid. That's that's my child. That's that's my creation. In fact, yeah. he says we're his most precious creation. So I'm going to challenge whoever's listening today to say, God, help me to make sure I've forgiven because he forgave me. That's really good, Reggie. And today, today's the day. You have an opportunity today uh, to bring the right attitude, uh, to look for that forgiveness, whatever you need. I appreciate you guys uh, joining me today. Thank you, it was a good talk. Man, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Join. And thanks, everyone, for listening. We appreciate it so much. Please subscribe, rate, leave us a review, and uh, we would love to hear from you. Email us at info at marathonchurch.org. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, Find some more great content there. Uh, Again, thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you next time.